This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray and and listen to God's word. Thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. Thank you for ways in which you minister. Thank you for time of worship thank you for your presence thank you for your glory being revealed in our midst lord your heart being revealed to your people thank you for the fathers thank you that we could bless your bless your servants lord even as they are building families and homes building the next generation thank you lord that we could bless them and honor them in this manner even as we want to spend this time listening to your word we pray that you will speak to your people speak to us lord speak to us we want to hear your voice we want to hear your voice we want to know your heart speak to us change us transform us we pray in jesus name amen hallelujah we are in the year of great rejoicing say great rejoicing i say it with rejoicing say great rejoicing i say it with some more rejoicing say great rejoicing amen we are in the year of great rejoicing and we have to keep declaring what god has promised us his word is true we we uh, sang that song over and over believe for it amen everything that god has spoken will come to pass it will not fail we serve a god who will not fail we serve a god whose word will never fail amen he is not is he does not lie amen he is not slack concerning his promises amen he will do what he he said he will do he is faithful and day to day we are experiencing of his faithfulness if you are you can say amen day to day you are experiencing of the faithfulness of god the fulfillment of his promises coming to pass in our lives and i hope you're all noticing that the bible says even when we are faithless he remains faithful oh that's big even when we are faithless he remains faithful amen Now some people are not aware of the faithfulness of God manifesting in their lives. They they are, they live so disconnected. They live so disconnected in their lives that they they miss out on what God is doing. They miss out on the faithfulness of God being revealed. And we should not be like that. We should not be like that. We should be aware of all that He is doing, and we should take continually take stock of the faithfulness of God in our lives. He is true to His word. Amen. He is true to his word. He will not fail. Now this morning I want you to know that God remains faithful. I want you to know that he remains faithful. I want you to know that he is true to his word. His promises are true. and he was he will finish what he started in your life pastor sudh how old are you today you can say it we know that you are quite old don't worry 46 huh still young i know that you're still young amen completed 46 amen 46 years i want you to know that what god has spoken over you in 46 years he is true to it he is faithful You're going to see greater things. Amen. Than what you've seen in the past. You're growing young by the day. Amen. You will put the young to shame. Amen. With your vigor. 
and your vitality and your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. What he started in you, he will finish it. We've been considering the workings of grace, the manifold expressions and the varied benefits of grace in a believer's life. Uh, and particularly in the last couple of sessions, we were looking at how grace is set to motion in a believer's life. Amen? How grace is set to motion in a believer's life. The prerequisite for grace to work in your life or grace to show up in your life is humility. The Bible is very clear. The Bible says, God resists the, the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You want to see the workings of grace in your life, you need to humble yourself. And, every, and if you're feeling that you're, you're working against, a, there's a, a load of resistance against you, working against you, that means, that probably means that you're very proud. It probably means that you're not humble. And the only way the, work, the grace can operate in your life is if you, are, if you humble yourself. Amen. Amen. You need to humble yourself so that grace can take over, so that grace can manifest in your life. Amen. Amen. Grace evades the proud. It evades the proud. The proud has no portion when it comes to grace. And we were looking at uh, what it is to count it all joy. Or consider it all joy when you fall into various trials. Remember that? I hope you remember what we, what we studied, what we looked into last week. Count it, say, count it all joy. And count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. You know, and we, we learned that, that that phrase, count it all joy, is not a passive, it's not a passive uh, laid-back existence that the Bible is talking about. It is not pretense. We, we studied the Greek word. Let me see whether you remember that. Ah, go for it. Hegiomai, that's right, hegiomai. The Greek word was hegiomai, which is translated as consider or count. And I told you the, the, the literal meaning of that word is much richer than that. What is that? What, what does hegiomai mean? It means to lead. Amen. It means to command. So when the Bible says, consider all joy, it is asking you to command joy over your trial. It means to lead your trial into an outcome of joy. It is not at all passive. It's a very active, deliberate existence that you have to live when you face trials in your life. Amen. It's a deliberate. It's a spirit-led it, 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 uh, it is asking you, requiring of you to get involved in the affairs of your life with a deliberate purpose. And so you will be amazed at how this perspective can actually change um, things about your life. It can make your days purposeful. And we, 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 we tend to pamper this wrong understanding. You know, we tend to think, okay, count, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. We tend to think the Bible is asking us to, to smile through the pain. We tend to think the Bible is asking us to ignore the, the misery. We tend to think to live, the Bible is asking us, us to pretend when things are not going right. That's not what the Bible is asking us. 
See, if you look at, uh, you know, this, the book of James, and you know, I'm going to just talk about the book of James before I f proceed further into what I want to, to, to say today. The book of James is a, they say it's a very easy book to understand out of all the epistles. The book of James is one of those books that's very easy to understand. How many of you studied the book of James? Yeah, who wrote the book of James? James. Right answer. Who is this James? Huh? Say it loud. The, the brother of Jesus. Amen. James is the brother of Jesus. Two brothers of Jesus wrote epistles. One is James. Who is the other person? Jude. Ah, you know that. So now, the book of James is also known as the elder. James the elder. Amen. He was uh, the chief person of the church. Okay, now, uh, James, the book of James is a very easy to understand book. But the... But theologians also say it's a very difficult to follow book. It's very easy to understand, but it is very difficult to put into practice. You know why? Because this book deals with practical things. If you, when you study the book of James, you will realize that it is talking more about practical everyday life than it is talking about theological viewpoints. Are you with me? It talks about trials, it talks about wisdom, it talks about the tongue, it talks about doing the word. One of the key words in this book is do, say do. It is about action, you know. It talks about action, it talks about doing. It talks about being an effectual doer of the word. So it's about practical living, say practical living. And in fact, you know, it is amazing that, you know, it, it is not structured. Uh, if, you, if you read through the book of James, he talks about a lot of things about your day-to-day -day life. It, he talks about a lot of different issues in practical Christian living in no particular order. It's like, you know, it's just like loosely, it's not connected like that. It's just loosely placed all over. You know why? Because that's how life is. James is trying to write about life. He's trying to give you instructions on life. And life is not always, it is not the, the issues in life does not turn up in Okay, in January you will have trials, in February you will have joy, in March you will have waiting. That's not how, how things come in life. It's all a clutter most of the time. I, I believe that's one of the reasons why the book of James is the way it is. It talks about different things in life. But it's all very practical, say practical. It, it talks about doing, amen. And uh, you know, another peculiarity which I found about the book of James is that it is more practical in nature than... Many other epistles. And it deals with the diverse issues in life in no particular order. Uh, in fact, in that context, if you, look, if you look at the book of James, he opens the rhetoric by mentioning about trials. He opens the book and he starts to mention about trials. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Let me see how many of you. To whom is this book written, by the way? People who are scattered in persecution, okay, but more specific. Give it more specific. You can you can read the first verse. The twelve tribes, meaning it's it's written to the Jewish Christians. The twelve tribes, the Jewish Christians scattered, and they were. See, you must also realize that that was a time when uh, you know this whole uh, issue about whether Christianity should be considered as a Jewish sect or not was at hand. This persecution from all around for those Jews who believed in Christ. So they were going through trials. So this book is a very practical letter which James wrote. 
address to the 12 tribes or the Jewish nation, the Jewish people scattered. Amen? Are you with me? So now he starts with this topic. He puts this topic up front. What is the topic? The trials. Are you all with me? I'm going to ask you questions. Okay? See, he, he starts with this topic, trials, like there is no other spiritual topic to write about. You know, if you read, read that book, it's like, okay, why did he start about trials? You know, there are a lot of things. He can talk about spiritual gifts. He can talk about prayer. He can talk about worship. He can talk about, uh, you know, many other things. But he talks about trials. You know why? Because every Christian can relate to this. Amen? Every Christian can relate to trials. Like I told you last week, I can come up to any one of you and say, you're going through a trial, it'll be true. You can try it out. You will not find a single Christian who's not facing a trial right now. You will not find. And in fact, now, James ties trials with joy. And that is, that is kind of Hard to understand, paradoxical, if, I, if we can put it like that. He ties trials with joy. And we were looking at why, how? How can James even talk about trials? And do you, like I asked you that question, anybody likes trials in this house? Nobody, none of us. We don't, none of us have a liking towards trials. But James here is tying joy, attaching joy to trials. And now we were trying to understand why is that? You know, why is James by the Holy Spirit challenging us to change our perspective about trials? And we dealt with that and we realized that for a Christian, every trial can be aligned to an outcome of joy. Every trial that you face in life right now can be aligned to an outcome of joy. That's the way it is. Amen. And, uh, you know, the, this understanding is a, is a mindset mindset. It's a mindset. If you can understand that every trial can be aligned to the outcome of a joy, can result in a joyful ending, it's a mindset. Amen? It's a mindset. And many Christians, sad to say, are not having this mindset. Many Christians are living with the mindset of a victim. It's a victim. They have the mindset of when they go through troubles, when they go through trials, when they go through trying situations, they approach it or they stand in the trial, you, they encounter the trial with the mindset of a victim. And when they read scriptures about trials, like the one that we are studying right now, considered all joy, they are looking at it and they, are, they have a wrong understanding. You know why? Because they are already in that with the mindset of a victim. And we tend to picture... A victim when we read and misinterpret scriptures which talk about trials. And I want to remind you today. A believer in Christ Jesus is not a victim. Three people believe in that. Praise God. Things are getting better. I said a believer in Christ Jesus is not a victim. He is not a victim. In fact, it's just the opposite of a victim. 
he's a victor the bible talks about that he will lead us in triumph in every situation amen diffusing the aroma of christ in every place so we go from victory to victory amen we are more than conquerors the bible says amen in fact the bible goes on to say about this is the victory that has overcome the world what is that even our faith this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith man he who is born of god is not a victim hello you have to get this if you're born of god you're not a victim you're a victor you know why because you're given the faith of god the faith of christ in you and that is the faith that has overcome the world meaning every issue that you face in life in this world you have the power to overcome it because there's a faith that works the faith that is the victory amen and christians must quit from this mindset of being a victim and when you go through something you know it's 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 like you have decided what's going to be the outcome i'm going to lose i'm going to die i'm going to end in jail my kids are going to go helter skelter and they're going to go astray my marriage is going to fall apart and then we look at the scriptures which says consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials and we think okay in spite of all this i need to smile hogwash that is nonsense that is not what the bible is asking you to do the bible is not asking you to pretend tell your neighbor the bible will not ask you to pretend in fact the bible that you carry is more real than anything that you can ever know Hallelujah. And if you're going through a trial and you have not yet seen the victory which God's word says about your situation, do not testify. Your pastor is telling you this. Okay, you can quote me on this. You can put me on record, on the record and go out and say the pastor of Revelation Church told this that, um, uh, you know, but don't misquote me. Yeah. So sometimes you have... I did not say do not testify. I said something before that. I said, if you're going through a trial and you have not yet seen the victory, you have not yet seen what the word says about your situation, do not testify. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, when you're sick, you don't have to come to the front and say, um, I have this sickness, but I testify that God is good. because the bible says count it okay now let me let me put it together imagine you are going through a a season of lack you are going through a situation a, a phase in your life you're lacking say lacking there is poverty say poverty there is no money in your house the, you have bills to clear amen you have debts to clear bills to pay you 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 have uh, no food in the house uh, some of you is very difficult to imagine that that uh, you know particular thing there's no food in the house you don't have a spare cloth to wear you don't have uh, anything to feed your children you have not taken a bath in days because you don't have a, a good soap or you don't have a change of dress and you're all stinking okay now the bible is not asking you 
to when it, when the bible says count it all joy when you go through trials the bible is not asking you to come to the front and say i have not eaten in days my children are all uh, you know not taken a bath they are all stinking we don't have anything in house we are going through extreme debt but the bible says count it all joy so i'm going to smile god is good you don't have to do that i'm telling you you don't have to do that is not christianity for your understanding that is not the the life of the bible and that's not the doctrine of the bible some of you are like still processing it what is he saying because you have embraced this idea so much that's why that's right after you have eaten and you have satisfied then you praise the lord you know you see we have this weird idea that god is begging for some pr activity from you he is not he is not at the mercy of your good words about him he is not depending on you to say a few good words about him endorsing god no he does not want your endorsement whether you like it or not whether you agree with, him, with it or not he is good and he does good he does not need three people in in court time to say good things about him whether you know whether, whether all of court time remain silent about him is still good you understand so now where do we get the idea that when he going through a situation we have to pretend and we have to uh, speak things which are all out of pretense you don't have enough clothes for a change that is forward there's a trial and you don't have to say that it's all right praise god because the bible says it is counted all joy so as a family we are laughing and smiling because we don't have anything with us are you with me now that can sound very christian but that is not a testimony unto god that does not reflect the goodness of god that does not talk about the nature of god that does not exalt god that is not the god of the bible that is not the god of the bible that might be the god of man made gods might like all that but the god of the bible is not a debtor he is not a debtor now he will not you know he will not ask you to praise him and and testify of him and then you know okay let's see how it goes okay they praise me enough okay now let me do the miracle no he is not like that you praise him because you know that he is a good god amen. and you have tested and you have tasted of his grace amen, amen. you experience of the goodness of god you have known that he is a good god amen. amen have i been hungry you can ask me have i been hungry yes i have been have i gone through poverty yes i have been through poverty have i been sick yes i have been sick so is my testimony that god is good uh, because he has given me poverty and sickness and and misery he is still good no that's not my testimony my testimony is that i've seen god come through in my trials i've seen god come through when i didn't have anything with me i've seen god come through when i was sick and he i've seen i've experience of his healing i've experience of his deliverance amen hallelujah so do not testify yet to count it all joy see the time between your when the trial starts and the manifestation of victory or joy the the in between time is for you to stand believing say believing amen and confessing i'm going to see a victory 
I'm going to, I'm going to see my healing. I'm going to receive it. That's what it, it means to count it all joy. You are commanding joy to appear in your situation. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Instead of that, we pretend everything is all right. And I'm smiling. You don't have anything in your hand. And you're smiling. You know, you're, you're not smiling because it's easy on you. You're smiling because you want to pretend. And you have misunderstood the scripture which says, count it all joy. You have work to do for your kind information. It's the time for you to be active in the spirit. It's the time for you to be active in the spirit, not laid back. Hallelujah. So when you're going through a trial, do not be laid back. Do not put your feet up. Hallelujah. So when you testify, do not ex exalt your misery. When you're in misery, do not exalt your misery. When you're, when you're going through hunger, do not exalt your hunger. When you have lack, do not exalt your, your lack. When you have pain, do not exalt your pain. Do not exalt your poverty. And pretend before people that everything is alright. That is not considered all joy. To consider it all joy means to command your joy to come. Exalt your God in the midst of your misery. Exalt that God is able to bring me out of my misery. Amen. Exalt the God, the God who is your healer. Amen. Who can bring healing to your body. Who can fill all in all. In your emptiness you speak about the God who can fill all in all. That is commanding your joy in your situation. Amen. Now I've heard countless well-meaning Christians say, my pain and poverty has taught me many things in life. Sounds very nice. Sounds very nice. I've been in pain, I've been in poverty, but it has not taught me anything more than this. Pain is bad, poverty is bad. If anybody has learned something else, you can tell me. You can meet me after service. But this is the truth. Let's be honest in church this morning. I want to be honest with you. I've been in pain. I've been in sickness. I've been through poverty. I've been through emptiness. I've been through lack. This is all I've learned from my miseries. You know what it is? It is bad. It is bad. I'm being honest with you this morning. No, I, don't, I do not know about you, but I would definitely not recommend you having a teacher called pain. I would definitely not recommend you having a teacher by the name poverty or shame or any trial for that matter. Now we have these weird, weird doctrines. Pain is a good teacher. Lack is a good trainer. Sickness is a good mentor. What are you talking about? Do you even know what you're talking about? That's, that, see, it's, it's very ascetic and pious. It's a wisdom of this world. That is not the goodness of God for your kind information. And I've gone through broken relationships and it has taught me many things. Nothing. It has not taught you anything. It just taught you that it is painful. That's what it, ta it has taught you. What has hunger taught you? Hunger has taught you that your, your, your stomach will burn. 
What has poverty taught you? That you don't have anything to, to buy. Hallelujah. Let's not pretend spiritual by attributing mentorship to trials. I said, let's not pretend. Tell your neighbor, do not pretend. Don't pretend. Now, the, 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 count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Scripture is not asking you to take lessons from your trials. Hello? Scripture is not asking you to take lessons from your trials. If you are taking lessons from your trials, I'm telling you, you'll be there all your life. There is nothing to learn from trials. But in this world, you will have trials. Trial is not a teacher. Are you with me? Trial is not a teacher. Okay, then what is trial? Okay, maybe you can say trial is like a classroom. Being in the classroom does not mean that you learn. Your students, you have students, right? They come to the classroom and they go just like that. Does anything else happen? They come to the classroom to learn and they go. Does anything happen other than that? Say yes or no. Yes is the right answer. What happens? Say it. We, we teach, right? You teach. So being in the classroom does not mean that you are learning. But the presence of a teacher in the classroom can result in you learning. Amen. Being in a trial does not mean that you're taking, you are getting lessons. No. But the presence of the one who is good, the good teacher, say good teacher, in your trial, what does he teach you? That's right, to come out of the trial. Amen. You're getting the revelation now. Amen. That you can command your trial to obey you. Instead of learning from your trial and obeying the trial you got to command your trial how by learning from your teacher who is the holy spirit the anointing will teach you all things are you with me this morning are you getting something this morning now you see do not do not exalt your pain do not exalt your trial it is not your teacher. There is nothing good in the trial. Amen. But count it all joy means to command joy to manifest in your trial. How, will you, how do you do that? By learning from the teacher. The nearness of God was my good, the psalmist says. The nearness of God was my good. So in your trial, the trial is not for your good, but the nearness of your God in the trial is your good. Amen. Okay, let's, let's look at scripture. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Okay, hold there. What does it say? The grace of God. Say grace. So we are learning about grace. Okay, the varied expressions of grace. The manifold expressions, the benefits of grace. Amen. The workings of grace in a believer's life. And how to, uh, uh, how to create an environment for grace to show up in your life and to, to take over in your life. 
okay now here it says the grace of god that brings salvation has appeared to say all men so grace has appeared to all men it has appeared to all men what does all men mean all men how did grace appear to all men that's right in the person of jesus christ did he appear to all men did christ appear to all men he came into this world he came for the, the whole world amen now keep going next verse but it goes on to say teaching us say teaching us grace has appeared to all men but now it is teaching us who's us those who believe say believed amen the believers in christ jesus those who believed him those who received him and believed in his name he gave them the privilege to be called the sons of god so it is now teaching us a teaching us so grace is teaching us the grace is teaching us does the does the bible say trials teaching us no trials not teaching trials are trials trials not your teacher who's your teacher say grace is my teacher tell your neighbor grace is my teacher and tell your neighbor grace is a good teacher hallelujah grace is a good teacher in every trial you can have the grace of god teach you what does it teach you to overcome amen keep reading the scripture teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live say soberly so in your trial you can be sober amen righteously in your trial you can be righteous amen and godly say godly in your trial you can be godly so you can live with sobriety and righteousness and godliness even in your trial you know why because grace is your teacher amen hey don't think you're going to learn something from your trials no it's like going to the school being in the classroom from morning 9 to evening 3 or 4 does anything happen nothing will happen unless the teacher comes and teaches you amen so going through the trial does not guarantee that you benefit out of it are you with me does not guarantee that there's a joyful outcome going through the trial does not guarantee a joyful outcome but when you humble yourself and you receive the teaching of the grace of god in the trial it will result in a joyful outcome it'll help you to command your joy to appear in whatever trial that you're going through amen whether it is sickness whether it is poverty whether it is lack whether it is pain whether it is rejection whether it is loneliness whatever it is you going through a trial listen to the grace of god amen submit to the grace of god learn from the grace of god say grace is a good teacher you know that the anointing can teach you all things the anointing can teach you all things say all things hallelujah and we make the wrong mentors in life we seek after the wrong teachers in life we go by the looks we go by the 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 reputation we go by experiences but i'm telling you the the bible is very clear the anointing will teach you all things the grace of god is a teacher in your life teaches you everything in the most trying times the most hardest of times that you're going through the grace of god can teach you to live soberly righteously and godly amen, amen? hallelujah denying 
denying, say denying worldly lusts. Amen. And ungodly, you can deny it. So you don't have to crib. When you're going through a trial, you don't have to crib. If you're depending on the grace of God, you, will not, you don't have to cry. You're denying all that. That's all worldly traits. Complaining, worldly trait, murmuring, worldly trait. The grace of God will teach you to smile through the trial. You know why? Because the grace of God will assure you that you're going to come out with a joyful outcome. Hallelujah. Now some of you, I, I'll tell you something. See now, you're like, okay, what is this? What is all this? I'm telling you, some of you are living with your sickness because you have treated your sickness as a teacher. Some of you are living in poverty because you treated your, exalted your poverty as a trainer in your life. Some of you are living in certain conditions of your life because you are treating it, exalting that condition as a teacher to teach you, to train you. And you think that's, that's the biblical perspective. No. You will not learn anything just because you are in a trial. You can go through a trial and learn nothing from it. But the grace of God to which you submit Amen. And to which you listen can teach you and enable you to overcome your trial. How? By commanding a joyful outcome. Commanding the will of God in every trial. Today we, we, we need to uh, go to five doctors and ten diagnostic centers before we can start believing that healing is, our, is the will of God. Are you with me? That is what the other perspective can do to you. Now, when you think that, consider it all joy, my brother, when you fall into all trials, if you think that it is all about, okay, let me, let me smile through the pain. Let me, uh, you know, let me be happy. Let me remain joyful. What is that? That's willpower. Will, say willpower. Christian, Christian life is not based on willpower. It's based on Holy Ghost power. Amen. Amen. You don't have to use your willpower and determination to endure the pain. No. Endurance is not your trait. It's a trait of the Holy Spirit that works in you. Amen. Amen. And one of the reasons why people go through all kinds of situations and they stay, say stay. People stay in situations and circumstances and trials is because they have not understood what they have to do. The instruction is to command. The instruction is to lead. You don't have to live as a, a poor man for the rest of your life. You don't have to live in sickness for the rest of your life. You don't have to live in misery and pain for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Are you getting something this morning? You understanding what I'm trying to tell you here? Amen. Don't tell that I'm learning a lot of things because I have this issue in my life. You know, my broken family is, you know, is, is causing me to learn a lot of things. No. Your broken family is telling you that you need to get right. Amen. You need to fix your broken family. Hallelujah. Your poverty is telling you that you need to receive the, the, the abundance of God. That's what it's telling you. Your pain in the back is telling you you need to get healed. Amen. The, 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 the organ that malfunctions in your body is telling you that you need to get healed. That's what it is telling you. It's not teaching you anything. It is not training you up for anything. Hallelujah. What is training you? The grace of God. Yes, I have trials. I'm going through situations, but I'm not going to fail. I'm going to come out with a testimony. You can command your testimony in the midst of a trial. Stay believing, stay believing, stay believing. Hallelujah. Amen. You probably would not have seen anything happen for 
I don't know how many years. So many years you have waited. And probably you started to pretend everything is okay. Probably you started adapting to that situation in your life. And you're living with that situation. You don't have to. That is not God's will concerning your life. That's not God's will concerning your life. You don't have to live with an impaired organ in your body for the rest of your life. The choice is yours. Now you don't have to live, you don't have to bear your, you know, your, the children who, your children getting into all kinds of mess over and over and over and over. No, you don't have to live with that. You can believe for them to get right with God and fix their path. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, grace is my teacher. Say, grace is a good teacher. Say, I'm learning from grace. Man, I'm learning from grace to live righteous. I'm learning from grace to live righteous. I'm learning from grace to live sober. Amen. I'm learning from grace to live godly. I'm learning from grace to command it all joy. I'm learning from grace to overcome. You're more than conquerors. What do you think? It's a just pep talk. Every time you're feeling low, open the Bible and say, you're more than conquerors. Fantastic. I'm going to smile. No. It means you are more than conquerors. In your situation, you are more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. When the Bible says, you, you know, wherever you go, the aroma of his triumph will manifest. It means what it says. That's right. You believe it. Do you believe what God says? Do you believe in what God says? It is done. Amen. Now listen. When your favorite teacher comes into your classroom, okay, students may be able to relate to this, or those of you who have gone to school probably can relate to this. When your favorite teacher walks into your class, it might be a difficult subject, but your favorite teacher walks into your class to teach you a difficult subject. How does it feel? How does it feel? Say it loud. It feels good. It makes you feel more confident. Yeah? That's the grace of God coming to you when you're going through trials. Amen? Grace of God will, will come and start teaching you. Amen? Grace of God has appeared to all men, but to you it is teaching you. Amen? Now some, okay, and you all know that that teacher who is teaching in Division D is very good. She's very friendly. She's your favorite teacher. But she's not teaching in this class. Okay? So the world is in this class and grace is not teaching in this class. But you are in that division where grace is teaching. Okay? Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, so grace is my teacher. She's my class teacher. Which or whatever is your most difficult subject, the difficult thing that you're going through, maybe it is health, maybe it is wealth, maybe it is marriage, maybe it's friendship, maybe it is ministry, maybe it, I don't know what trial you're going through in life, whatever it is, you know, just confess that grace is teaching me how to get it right, how to do it right. My teacher, grace is my teacher. You know, and look at now, some of you would have experienced this in your class, when you're, when you're sitting for your examination, okay? 
in the examination hall suddenly you will see the invigilator is your favorite teacher wow that smile itself will bring boost your confidence that's exactly what it is the testing of your faith who is your teacher grace is your teacher is she's not just teaching you but she's also by your side when you're going through the examination hallelujah amen let's think about it the testing of your faith and you think you're going to fail oh i don't know it's very hard for me this trial is very hard the testing of your faith is going to prove i'm going to i'm going to fail no grace will teach you not only teach you but also help you in your examination amen you don't have to depend on anybody you don't have to resort on malpractice grace will help you because grace is by your side all the time amen, amen. hallelujah now i i see breakthrough you know i i can i can really sense it you know i can see breakthrough in in situations that has been that has persisted for so long because the grace of god is going to manifest even as you understand now probably you you are that type which who thought that you will have to just be passive in your trial and just pretend that everything is okay by putting on a smiling face maybe you are that type now god is teaching you no you got work to do and who's going to teach you what to do grace of god will teach you what to do the anointing will teach you all things how to persevere how to overcome amen and you will command your trial to turn into a testimony you will command your trial to end in victory you will command your trial you lead your trial into an outcome of joy hallelujah i'm telling you, this is this is a this is as practical as it gets but i told you also that james is very easy to understand but difficult to practice you know why because it ha- we have to let go of our our wisdom this is standing in the way our thinking is standing in the way and the, the the instruction is very simple command your joy to appear that's all it says depend on the grace of god that's all it says but the problem is you know when we are so complicated we are so confused about the whole thing we don't want to let go we would rather pretend everything is okay and try to do things on our own strength you don't have to do that can admit that things are not right but you're going to confess that god is going to make it right and you're going to listen to the teaching of grace amen to manifest in your life concerning every situation that you're going through amen hallelujah i want you to stand up to your feet now stand up to your feet i want to all of you to close your eyes now to to some of you this word has been very direct it has come to you very direct it's it's been a very direct word for you to some of you you're probably still gathering the bits and pieces and trying to make sense out of it for those of you who got it the lord wants you to act upon it and this is not just a a teaching on how grace will work but it's also a reminder a correction and how you, to, you need to change your perspective about some of the things that you're facing in life you've been trying to pretend you pretended so long you've adapted to your trial made it a part of your life you exalted your misery and made it your teacher 
the holy spirit is saying you learn nothing from your trials unless i am there with you in your trials you learn nothing from your pain unless i am the one who's going to heal of heal you of your pain hallelujah i am the good teacher my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness in your weakness my grace is sufficient for you my grace is enough says the lord to teach you to profit to overcome to handle to be wise quit calling your trial a teacher you have to quit embracing your trial start commanding joy understand it is the grace of god which enables you to be sober to be righteous to be godly even in the face of a trial the grace of god will lead you from victory to victory from triumph to triumph from joy to joy you can confidently declare this is the year of great rejoicing you might be seeing nothing with you right now you might be facing the same situation that you've been facing for so long but you can still confidently declare this is the year of great rejoicing because i'm going to see victory i'm going to see an end a joyful end to my misery I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get delivered. God is going to fix my problems. God is going to deal with my situations. And I stand believing. I stand believing. I I choose to learn from grace. I choose to receive instruction from the grace of God. The anointing will teach me all things. The anointing will teach me all things. I praise God that I am in the right classroom with the right teacher. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to pass. The testing of faith will end and I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out a victor having succeeded. I'm going to come out with a testimony. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to pretend. I'm I'm not going to waste my my time pretending and and trying to speak things which are not right but i believe my time is coming and the lord is telling some of you your time is coming your time is coming this is the word for you your time is coming your time is coming when god will place a podium god will place a platform for you to stand upon and declare the mighty hand the mighty works of god which he did in your life you will see mighty you will do mighty exploits your time is coming your time is coming your time is coming 
you waited you waited you waited your time is coming your time is coming your time is coming but i'm going to keep counting it joy i'm going to keep commanding my joy i'm going to keep confessing the word of god i'm going to keep leading my trial into an outcome that the word of god says it will have my time is coming 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 yes my time is coming my time is coming my time is com- coming to declare what he has done my time is coming i want you to confess it my time is coming it's coming it's coming the season is coming i can see it i can sense it it's coming it is coming it's breaking open it's breaking open it's breaking open in my favor things are turning in my favor things are turning in my favor it's it's, it's turning in my favor i'm going to experience of the goodness of god my t- my time is coming my time is coming yes my time is coming it is coming the door of heaven is going to open above me favor is going to be released manifestation of the promises is going to come my time is coming but i'm not going to waste my time cribbing about my situation i'm going to command my joy to come my time is coming my time is coming yes it is coming it is coming it is coming my exaltation is coming my promotion is coming hallelujah that abundance is coming that good health is returning i'm getting revived in my body rejuvenated in my body i'm recouping my muscles are being renewed my organs are getting corrected the functioning is getting normalized in jesus name i receive it it's coming it's coming that new organ is coming the new system is coming it's coming it's coming my ministry is coming my season is coming the manifestation of the sons of god is coming the attestation of god is coming the signature of god is coming upon my ministry my work what i do hallelujah thank you jesus coming it's coming i receive it i receive it i'm being taught by the grace of god i'm being taught by the grace of god in my trial i'm being taught by the grace of god i'm being mentored by the grace of god i don't need any other mentor the grace of god is my mentor amen the anointing is my teacher i'm being trained hallelujah i'm being led to the right places i'm connected to the right people hallelujah i'm not going to make mistakes i'm going to stand believing you said it i believe it you said it it is done thank you father for your promise to your people we receive your word in jesus name we pray amen hello this is nishad dilakush i'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you